Hey everyone, Stuart here. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast, Radio Keys Presents. Uh, our guest today is Vincent Lay of Sabretooth Unicorn, a band that we will be playing with in two weeks on October 26th. Um, but a little Radio Keys news, our debut record is dropping this Saturday, October 19th. We will accompany that release with a uh, album release show at Dargan's in Santa Barbara. And now, without further ado, my good friend... Vincent Lay. Mr. Vincent. It's good to have <laughs> Vincent. We, we talked about this. We, I talked to James Reedy about the differences between the James. Do you think there's any differences between Vince and Vincent? Between Vin- Yeah, Vincent sounds professional, but it also sounds a little tougher. <laughs> what about Vinny? Isn't there a Vinny, too? Vinny? That's from Vincent, right? Huh? Yeah, that's one of them. Vinny just is the guy from Doogie Howser. It's his like, best friend. Dude, I'm not familiar. All I know is that that guy... It's like, Neil why, Patrick would you, Harris, why would you dude. allow that guy to operate on you? <laughs> huh? Because he was a little kid who was hella smart. <laughs> You're like, yeah, for awesome. sure. Cut me open. Yeah. Go ahead, <laughs> Cut little kid. me open, kid. Did they ever have an episode of Doogie Howser where he killed a patient <laughs> and had to come to terms with being like be fun... 15 and killing somebody? <laughs> yeah, I was going <laughs> to sleep at night. <laughs> dude, Doogie Howser oh. was the most bullshit ever. Like, no way, dude. I watched that all the time when I was a little kid. I totally thing. thought that I could be famous on a TV show playing a doctor. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, anything's clearly, like, after that, anything's possible. Yeah, I mean, could they, they got him his own size, too, like his own size coat and everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like a cl- looking like a clown with, like, a giant one, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just like... <laughs> Dude, it's funny the way, I mean, podcasts are just like any conversation, like, yeah, the conversation goes in weird, like, I never would have thought we'd be talking about Doogie Howser to start this. <laughs> yeah, it happens. I was just thinking about Neil Patrick Harris earlier today. Yeah, how could you not? <laughs> <laughs> so, how's, uh, how was your day today? What's your, what's your day? It was a day. Like? It was Friday. It was, uh, I got up, I bought Nancy a, uh. A guitar for our anniversary and it came yeah, in the mail awesome. right after she left for work so i like, you know Yo. made it all up on the bed all perfect and nice she'll be all like what oh kind of you're romantic uh as a ibanez semi-hollow really beautiful things purple one with a little bigsby on it no bigsby oh yeah. dude that's what i'm obsessed with those now the i can't like, are great it's like a inte- like integral part of the way i play now it's yeah. just having that bigsby i i love it on the gretch that i have because like for years, I wanted to do all the cheesy like dive bomb stuff like you do on like those cheesy metal guitars, but yeah. I never wanted to play one of those guitars because they never feel right. <clears throat> yeah, and, uh, now and they never that, look right either. They always look so like they always. Ugh, I mean, they sometimes look kinda... they look kind of cool depending on if you're like strapped up to a harness and flying across the stage in spandex. Yeah, and you have like a <laughs> the dog collar on. <laughs> like, yeah, something like that. Like everything shaved with like one spike coming out of your the front of your head. Like yeah. that's what it looks like to me. Those those Ibanez like electrics. Yeah, they're 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 silly looking a lot of the time, but the Gretsch is great because, you know, I finally had a band that it would make sense to play it in and stuff yeah. because I play so much acoustic and it feels kind of like playing an acoustic. Yeah. But then I can do all the dive bomb weird well, vibrato like, stuff with the bar. It's a totally logical step from acoustic guitar. I mean, it's a big reason yeah. also why I did because I was like, 
Radio Keys is an acoustic band, yeah. and then all of yeah. a sudden he's to go full band. I'm like, well, I don't want to like just start yep. ripping on my Fender. Exactly the same thing. I was like, what do I do? And I started playing that Steve Sage guitar. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, oh, it's, it sounds so good, but it's not right. Yeah. Like maybe for some songs, but not for most songs. That's like for the solo overdubs on the record. Yeah. I like really didn't want to like play like that live and then the Gretsch just made total sense and I started playing it and it was like oh I can beat the hell out of it like totally you know because that's all it was on acoustic was just beating the shit out of it I love with the Bigsby that you can make the the chords like sing too yeah that's my favorite part about it it's like if you just hold out instead of just having ding and then like a decaying note yeah you can have it sing like you would be vibratoing like a lead yeah well like I noticed that like before I started playing with the electric in the band I started uh just I, I would beat the shit out of the acoustic guitar but now that i have the electric it's like really intense in certain rooms and stuff you know so i find myself like just strumming chords and holding them out or, or yeah. like arpeggiating chords a little bit more yeah. than just you know it's freaking out with my right hand on it as much i mean when you're because i saw you and nancy do some duet stuff mm-hmm. obviously and then you'll like accompany yourself when you're singing and it's like when you don't have the band with you and you have to fill up a lot of rhythm and space. But yeah. then when you have like a really competent drummer and like a really competent bass player, yeah. all of a sudden, all the room you're taking up, you're stepping on people's toes. Not you personally. I just sure, mean like sure. in general, like all of a sudden you're stepping on toes. So then you have to kind of find ways to fit in where you can get in, you know? Totally. And I'm lucky enough to have Tom and Alante. And yeah. they like, I was like, when I first started playing with them, I was just overplaying the rhythm. And now I'm just like, dude, I can just play like a chord and vibrato it with the Bigsby for like four beats every time. Totally. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's it's, it's, it's weird cool. because in uh in my old band, I definitely sat out quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, I definitely like laid back on a lot of stuff. So it's weird well, to that suddenly was with be Bob, like, right? Yeah, yeah. And he Bob, would so. he would fill everything in. Yeah. So like, I would definitely would be strumming or trying to convince myself to stop playing. Yeah. And stuff, but in this one, I get to definitely like play some cooler shit on the guitar. So I remember. I went to go karts, uh, go kart Mozart for mm-hmm. people listening. That was your old band, and uh, <laughs> our old band. You were in that band, yeah. So was your sister at one point. Yeah, she, she talked that on a podcast the other day, actually. Um, Sorry, I hate saying your sister. Yeah, because it's Emily. Emily. It's just I knew you better first. <laughs> it's all and good, And she would man. start hanging out, and it's been like fifteen years. It's been forever. But it just keeps happening. I, I say that actually, more for her sake because I want her to hear that because I believe she's Emily, <laughs> not your sister, but she is your sister. Yeah, she'll be the last person to get offended by that. You know, I, I think, know. <laughs> like, I think we were talking on Monday, and we've actually known each other for longer than 15 years. Oh, I yeah, think. it was 18 years. I think it was, like, something ridiculous. Like I said, I thought it was Tuesday. It's Friday. <laughs> it's been that long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is, life is that good. But you, we, uh, sorry, we saw Go-Kart play at Lagunitas, Emily and I did. Um, we had just, we were in Petaluma for Last some, August? Must have been, yeah. We were in Petaluma that for some Go-Kart crazy... Mozart. That wasn't. No, that was Muncie. Mun- oh, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Muncie. And that was the last show that we played. Yeah. That's where I was getting at. Dude, but Muncie and Go-Kart was like very similar lineups. It's the same, right? man. It just went. So what was the reason for the name change from Go-Kart to Muncie? When we made the Muncie record, which this Sunday will be seven years since it came out. That's wild. I know. <laughs> that's the one with the mannequin on it? That's the one with the mannequin in yeah. the car, yeah. Uh, when we made that record, we were listening back to all of it, and we went... Oh, we don't sound at all like the same band. And if somebody looks up our band and like hears the old songs, 
but likes the band that this album is yeah we're like that's a different that's not going to be good we should change our name it all mm-hmm. happened in the span of like 16 hours on day two of Man, four. i feel like it's such a like it's fine to have your your band's uh what's it called you're like your arc, you know, like your career arc where you start yeah, yeah. like Emily and I, we actually washed some shit from our Spotify because we just like can't have it anymore. But um, we kept some old stuff and it's like, yeah. it's kind of cool to be like, oh, they're a weird like acoustic band and now they're like, you know, a f- rock and roll band. Yeah. I want to leave everything I can as public <laughs> as possible. Yeah. I mean that we, we scrubbed our Mountain Vibe Lives album because we're like, that thing sounds like pure shit. We got to get it out. Oh. I hated it, dude, so much. Was it last? Not this last summer, because you guys were fucking great. Thanks. Um, the summer before, it was like two. It was like three summers ago. I okay, think. I don't think I saw you then. We were not well rehearsed. We just decided to put content up. We we're like, we need full band content. Sure, Let's put totally. It up. And it's just like totally. we regretted it ever since. You know, worst part of me feels that way about our uh, tinfoil <laughs> record. But oh, the yeah. other part of me is like, no, nah, it's like the greatest record ever recorded. <laughs> it's so if intense. you like sit down thinking like, I'm gonna listen to this because it's an experience. It is for sure. I an don't experience. like a single song on its own. It's just like what the fuck, with the exception <laughs> of like one or two songs. Do you ever re-record them with like the better like, quality, like that version? Um, well, the whole reason we put that out was because it was awesome. Yeah, we traveled back in time. Yeah, we found a time machine at a garage sale. And we went all the way back in time, randomly, <laughs> to the day before Ben Franklin recorded on tinfoil for the first time. You know, he's yeah. like sitting there telling like a nursery rhyme or something. Yeah. Like, you know, and so we got him to record us practicing for our CD release show, and then we went back and dug so it Brent, up out ben of the So Ben Franklin dirt. is the, the lead producer on the record. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Wait, not Ben Franklin. <laughs> I don't remember. Alexander Graham Bell? No. I don't know who. What? Les Paul? (laughs) Where are we at here? Les Paul, no, he wasn't born yet. (laughs) He might have been born. So, I mean, you guys put out, are those, and forgive me, are those songs different from one record to the next? Um, Tinfoil has, Tinfoil has a few more songs than Existence Futile has, but Tinfoil has like seven songs that aren't on Existence is Futile and like eight or nine that are. Because we were practicing for our uh, CD release show, yeah, for Existence is Futile, and we recorded the whole thing. Where where was your record release? Uh, Toots. Oh, good old Toots, Toots. man. It was the uh, 420 shows. Uh, it was Lamori's 420 show. How was it? Was it good? It was super fun. We yeah. played with Overland and uh, our guys. Yeah, Shmini and was on the uh, pod. at this point, well secluded. Nice. And, yeah, uh, we and, talked about uh, them on the pod too. Before, yeah, that was a really fun show. It was uh it was weird because we played our song about homeless people. Uh it's called Waking Up in a Puddle. It's really sad. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh somebody got so bummed out that as soon as we were done, they uh hucked like a twenty four ounce can of like Modelo or something from the back of the room. Like but when they to hu- you? Well they hucked it, but they kinda they didn't really they they like they kind of just like threw a full open can of beer over the shoulder of somebody who was standing halfway across the room. So the beer slid across the floor right up to the stage. And I was like, why are you wasting fucking beer? Especially in a bar. And it was just like, did I really bum somebody out that much? And I did. Somebody got so bummed out, they fucking threw a 24-ounce can of beer at me. 
apparently I bummed out. Uh, Timmy G got me this gig in Danville at this mm-hmm. place, and uh, I played a show. I thought it went great. Like, I had uh, one table stay for like the entire three hours. It was just me acoustic, mm-hmm. and like I got more tips than I'd ever gotten before. And I was like, dude, this show went great. Like the yeah. staff was like pretty chill. And I'm like, so when can I play again? He's like, actually, I got this text from them, and it was like they said I was awkwardly asking for tips, and that I like. Uh, chased away tables and like i was just like that's not how i read the room at all like and it just it, it just because the show it, people no matter, are stupid we're like releasing our record you know and like doing great things i feel like and then it's like every once in a while you're just gonna get kicked in the nuts super yeah. hard like like someone throwing a beer at you it's like yeah. dude i'm just trying to play music here it happens yeah i was just kind of shocked you know, and I was wishing that they would have thrown it at me, at me, and not like half-assed, like fucking dropped a beer on the ground. Yeah, because it would have been awesome to have caught it and then drank it and pounded the whole thing. That, that's like a. That's like a. I would have fucking done it. Sequence I know. Like a sitcom. You're In my like, head, Ugh. when I saw the beer hitting the ground, the first thought I had was, "Why didn't they throw it up so I could catch it?" Yeah, I was really upset, but I wasn't that upset because, like I said, it was like Modelo or something. And Modelo, you were talking about your uh, beer palette. How's that Mike Hess uh, brew? It's pretty good. Yeah, it, it started off a little like who, but it's now it's intense, actually it's right? getting pretty nice. It's, I like it. I mean, my girlfriend likes it, and she doesn't even drink beer. I think this might be the beer I was drinking when I went and saw you play there a couple months it's, ago. Yeah, that's, I mean that's what I got. Yeah, it's I'm really pretty good sure stuff. this was it's good stuff. But anyway, back to so Muncie, you guys just decided to. I mean, you had you had played with Anna for forever. Um, like this year, Anna and years, I have been friends years? for this year. Anna and I have been friends for twenty years. So I played with her almost ex- exclusively straight, like nineteen years. That's, there was like yeah, maybe wild. six months in there, and then there was another four or five month period. I mean, you guys were like synonymous it. with each other in the in the music scene. It was like you were like the song, and you're like such a prolific songwriter and written a lot, like an eclectic songwriter too. I got a lot to and tell like, you about she that. She just has a tireless work ethic on like the, you know, the production side of things. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. moving the shows along. She was like, always ready to just, just book match, every show imaginable. Match made in heaven for you. Remember, you time. played some of those shows. Oh, I played a lot of those shows. Yeah. Yeah. What was that town like, Jennifer? Wyoming or Virginia or something. Dude, I have very Coffee little shop. memory of the... Oh my God, I remember like so much. That's crazy. Yeah, my memory's terrible. One day I'm going to get a list of all those shows and then I'm just going to sit down and write down everything I can remember about each one. That'd be awesome. Because I know yeah. that list is out there and I know that we're... I saw it the other day. Um, I saw my dad or so my I can dad. probably remember at least half a page or more on every show that we ever played. He brought up the map. Um, yeah, so he had like, a picture of a map and yeah, it was that faint, that classic picture that we all were yeah, working off of. Because we were proud as shit because we went out on a fucking 60 day tour yeah. during the month of February and March. And we started off with a month long trek probably, to Boston. <laughs> probably not the, the from best, the 1st uh, to the 25th of February, we drove up to Seattle and then straight across to Boston over the span yeah. of a month. The snow was in brutal. the hard of fuck like what, February. Did I got my boots negative fifty in my not? And I was like wearing my boots the entire time. Yeah, and uh, they actually fucked my little baby toes up. So now my baby oh, yeah. toes are always like over my yeah. Uh, my other feet toes. are horrible. We Be- should compare afterwards. Yeah, it's we disgusting. Definitely have a foot party. <laughs> it's disgusting. But yeah, my feet are literally skinnier after that tour because yeah. I, I basically bound my feet like uh, you know they didn't like China you know, or whatever back in the day. I want to say that there's not like a week that goes by though 
that I don't think about the dumpster behind the gift shop across the street from Graceland. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the best moments ever. What, what's the dumpster situation? <laughs> you don't remember? <laughs> I, I remember a dumpster, but it wasn't in Graceland. It was in. We'll uh, talk about that later. Yeah, it was in North Carolina. That was a good dumpster. <laughs> Fucking, we went to see the Panther Stadium. My yep. uh, my Panthers. Yep. That was. Yep. Uh, I still have random stuff from that. That like <laughs> randomly, I'll be moving a box or going through something, and it'll pop up, and I'll go, "Whoa!" <laughs> I have so much. Panther I remember that day. From that day, yeah. <laughs> I had like trading cards. I have a. Uh, oh, can't talk about that. Uh, I have a few. I have a few things that are pretty. We have that thing that we swiped out of that room. We ripped off the wall. Dude, I'm. T- oh, I have that man. like somewhere in my garage. In North in a Carolina, box. we. Uh, I definitely t- popped a few tags at, in that, uh, like, an antique store in Alabama. Oh, or yeah, yeah, Arkansas, yeah. was it? Arkansas? Oh, where the hell was that? That giant three-story antique store? Yeah, the one that I wanted to bring home, that giant <laughs> picture of the fucking Last Supper, but with dogs. And it was, like, this huge <laughs> portrait. And it was 10 bucks. <laughs> and it was so big. And it was fucking, it was a painting of the Last Supper done yeah. with dogs. I got a little rooster. But nobody would let me bring it home. I was so mad. And I got, I like swiped uh, this, uh, it's like upright base statue from that that venue in um, South Carolina or North Carolina. Yeah. When it like torrential downpour right afterward. That mm. venue was weird. I remember. I need, I need to see the the venue itself. I remember a lot of those anyway, days. We're playing anyway. a lot of remember whens. Yeah. Uh, because we we've known each it, other we went, for yeah, so long. We, uh, and we played so like I met 120 you. shows together at least. We played a lot. A lot. I've, uh, I no, meant, you played in that year. We probably played like 150 to 200 because you played all those jump back gigs too. Oh, yeah, jump, jump back, back was, was our so 50s fun, band. dude. Jump back was so fun. I, I got know. a lot of chops from jump back, just like the way that you I were played. on that message I sent out a few months ago. Yeah. Remember? And I was super. Let's down book another with it. jump back show. I think we can book it, man. I don't even need to practice. We'll just show up, and I'll make sure that I have a list of songs, and then everybody will just you know follow my right hand. Yeah, just show me the yeah. keys. Yeah, show. I mean, I pretty much know all those well, songs. I don't need to anyway. do it anymore. And we were so young. Dude, we would be a lot better for sure. I know. And I still love 50s music like quite a bit. Can we talk to the people that are listening? <laughs> yeah. Like like, yeah. In, like uh, podcastception? Dude, I mean, yeah. Okay. Dude, book us. Jump Back was our book 50s us. band. <laughs> we were cool. We were we were fun. I yeah. don't know how cool we were like in hindsight. Like if I could go back in time we and watch We were hella cool. We were. Uh, That's the only thing that matters. <laughs> Everybody else who didn't think we were cool was the one that wasn't cool. Yeah. Stop telling people what are... to do. Like. It's like the music critics, you know. Life is meant to be lived. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. That's why I'm having a whiskey soda right now. There you go. Just living over here. I baby. know. I already finished my beer. I'm about to drink that other one. Yeah, do it. Do it. Get comfy. So, do you want to talk about saber tooth unicorn? I I do. Yeah. 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 Okay. What do you want so, to know? Ask me a question. So going back in time, I met you when I was 14 at a Battle of the Bands. Are you 32 you now? You were a judge. I'm 32. Yeah. yeah so dude. 18 years ago, you had Kid Mo, which was Kid Mo. very well, influential on my Well, first it was the nerds. <laughs> K-N-U with an umlaut, R-U, or R-D-S, nerds. And we just played Nerf Herder covers. <laughs> 
I did not. Mr. T experience. I had met you at that point. I had met you right when you were in Kidmo, and like you guys were hugely influential to me because of how hard you guys worked. Like you guys yeah, we hustled, played a lot. man. And your and your marketing was so brilliant too. Like Kidmo for governor was like right there in the yeah. the governor race with uh freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. and so that was like a huge thing. Like Arnold's about to be governor, and then it was like Kidmo. Okay, for so governor. that was the second record. So you came around in the second record. Yeah. For sure. I came around right... My timeline's a little sketchy in those early 2000 years. Like, mentally. I kind of... Like, I remember it all, but the order of it is blurry. To uh, Yours Truly? No, SFM. Yours Truly was here before. They were hugely inspirational to us. We're like, We're like, dude, you can be a kick-ass rock and roll band. Like, we just blew our mind. Clark's like a great dude. I hope to see Clark many more days in my life. He's a songwriter. He... Do you follow him on Instagram? Uh-oh. Yeah, he's a songwriter. Like he writes a lot of music, and he's just getting it, man. He's a professional musician. I'm pretty sure. That's awesome. Yeah, doing it. Uh, the last time I saw Clark was in Half Price Books, and he was looking for a copy of Kind of Blue on vinyl. <laughs> well, you were you weren't working at Half Price Books, were you? No, I was just in there in the morning one day. And he was like, in there. Didn't he used to work there? Kind of crazy, and like just ran into <laughs> him and stuff. And didn't he was he like, used Whoa. to work there though. Uh, maybe. I'm. He wasn't working he when I was there. I'm fairly certain. Could be wrong. Anyway, so then after that, we played with Kidmo, my old band, forever. And then I yeah. joined Go Kart right before you guys went on tour. And then I was out of that band. And then you, you guys only became, did the one tour, but yeah. you did the big one. The big one. That was yeah. the biggest one I've ever done. It was 60 days, yeah. 57 or 50, 59 shows was, in 60 days. But I we think played. We had 52 states. What's the number? There's not 52 states oh, sorry, in this 42 country. 42 <laughs> states. My bad. 42 states. Yeah, we, uh, we didn't um, go to Puerto no, Rico. We played 59 shows in 60 days, but we only played 57 days of those days because two of those days we did two shows. And That's we had three intense. days off. The first day off was in Boston on the 26th day. Oh, yeah, yeah, We yeah. played shows for 25 days straight, and we drove all through the north in February. Remember? It was insane it was insane it was cold. like negative 50 in minot we walked out to the van and stephanie's like they froze our water they literally froze our water thinking that would be the funniest thing they could do and then they put it back in our van <laughs> and we just looked at her like what the hell is wrong how dumb are you it was negative 50 last night <laughs> dude i had a really good burrito that day too I re- yeah there was a lot of good food on the road but yeah, we did that, and then you played with Go Kart, and then Muncie, and then Muncie evaporated right around uh, that Lagunitas gig. It was a year ago. It yeah. was late August. And, and then at, at and what point? I won't say it's over. You th- we Ooh, just we took the a door break. is open. The door is totally open for a reunion tour. We just uh, Anna and I had a talk one day, and we decided that we needed to work on our friendship, and yeah. uh, that's what we're uh, that's what we've spent the last year doing. Yeah. Because you, uh, I mean, Shane, you've played in bands with Shane for Yeah, no, forever. I mean, Shane I met, Shane wasn't in the band when you were around. Arome was, was in the band. No, Shane was the guy. How did Shane was the guy? We went on tour with Shane. No, you knew that, yeah, but I played with Shane forever. Yeah. I met Shane in like, right around the same time I met you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was either right before or right after, but. Maybe it was after. Yeah, and now he's playing bass with you again. Yeah, no. So, like, Sabretooth... Yeah, like, so let's, let's get to the origin story of Sabretooth. So, let's get right to it. <coughs> it's a long origin because it really took four years to get, like, 
to what's currently happening. Like, Goody's first show with us was yesterday. And you guys started four the band, years the ago. two of you. No, 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 no. I started the band. So the whole band started technically in, like, late June four years ago, 2015. It's like a solo um, project? or No. So, like, I was, like... Sitting there thinking like, oh, I want to like do something. Oh, I'm not like playing like the songs I'm playing. I'm bored of playing. Like I've been playing them for a long time. And I was doing the open mic night. I was I, I was hosting the or the jam night at Red Hat, and uh, our local bar. Yeah, one of many. I haven't been one to Red of two. Hat in quite I was a just long there time. the other night. We had a great show there the other night. I saw the video. It looked it looked a lot. It of fun. was like a hundred times better than I honestly thought it was going to be. Hundred times, Burnt's uh, birthday show. It was so good. Yeah, such a good show, such a good set. But uh, I was hosting the the jam night there, and uh, Tony, you know Tony. Yeah. He was like, "Hey, can you play like an acoustic show in like a month?" And like uh, he goes, "You could do whatever you want. I just want it to be like a quiet bands sort of thing." And uh, he's like, "You could play it with your band, or you can like just play on your own." And ever since I was uh, like. Ever since I started playing guitar, and um, I started taking the Steve Sage class, and Steve was always like, get the gig, find the band. So ever since the first time I heard that, I've had this like fantasy of somebody randomly offering me a show <laughs> and me going, Did you yes, I'm going to write an true. entire set and just do it. And I went home from that night, and by the time the following Tuesday came about, I had written 11 songs. Yeah, you're and I was crazy like, that's prolific. Set. Crazy prolific. I wrote five of them in one day. Yeah, it's crazy. I've and and like four close. of those are on our first record. Yeah. Like, and I wrote them in one day and they barely changed since then. That's incredible, man. <laughs> Where do you draw from? Like, how do you draw that kind of You just open up. You just go. There's like a there's a door in your mind, and it's pretty easy to get there if you know where to look for it. Yeah. And sometimes that door is fucking locked, but there's definitely times that I've sat down and an hour later pumped out three songs and been like, what the fuck? This that's, is cool. That's wild. Yeah. It, it literally blows my mind. Like, that's why we got to co-write. Have, I have no I, idea. I'd never co-write with anybody, and I want to so bad. I so badly want to sit around I mean, I co-write with Emily with all the time. We, uh, that's what we do is yeah. we co-write. Like, I feel less than when I write by myself, and I think she feels the same way. And then when we get together, we feel like a fucking like Voltron of like songwriting. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, you know, because you're always just trying to outdo people, and that's what I want to fucking co-write <laughs> with people, so I can just look people in the eye and be like, come on, more, yeah, quantity. It's, but it's tough. So you you kind of just op- you find this spot in your brain, and you just kind of open it up, and then mm-hmm. pour out your emotions. Oh and yeah, I'm just you, like you usually come up like is it simultaneous? Like it's music, usually always lyrics. both at the same time, mm. but sometimes it'll be like i'll i'll play a chord change but it'll literally be the second time that i play the chord change yeah i'll hear it and go oh that's cool and i'll do it again and i'll start singing over it like you know and then by like the third or fourth time meaning like around like eight seconds later 15 seconds later like we'll have a melody it's starting to come out yeah like most of the time, like 80% of the time, it all just starts coming at once. Yeah. And sometimes I'll sing something. Like there's a song on the record, on the first record, I think it's on both of them, um, called uh, 
No, no, it's not on the first record. It's on. It's on just on tinfoil. Are they on Sitting YouTube? On a rock. Yeah, they're all on YouTube. I can, if you'd like, I can put any song you want on this podcast. And yeah, anything we talk about. Yeah. Sitting on a rock is uh that was a stream of consciousness. It's a minute and a half long, and yeah. I was like driving to work. I had the first line, sitting on a rock, staring at nothing, and I was like, that's kind of neat. And then I like hit record. And I have the recording somewhere. I have it in an email. But I just, I hit record. And I just started singing. And I sang the entire song. And by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, what the fuck? You're like a hip-hop artist. You're I was, just freestyling. Well, like, the, <laughs> the whole point of the song is, like, it's, it's, like, from the point of view of a guy who's sitting on a rock thinking about how, like, his partner died. And then at the end of the song, he, like, pulls a gun out and shoots himself in the head and, like, kills himself yeah some dark like, shit but it all came out like straight like no edit like minute and a half and we rarely play it anymore so, but it's a really so you guys have an intense song <laughs> yeah and you guys have like an intense aura like you guys have like almost like a nihilistic type of aura to you at times it's like, like what is that I, what is that? i get that but like i wouldn't think of it as like nihilistic it's more just like it's real like it's the whole like lack of editing yeah like there's been so little editing in in our I'm just, songs. I'm talking more about like the mood, like uh, like you know, because it's honest. It, you it's, know, I was going through a lot of bad shit. Like, like yeah. I was saying, like Nancy and I have been together for seven years this weekend. Yeah, but like the six years before that, I was in a relationship that was not good. Yeah, and afterwards, I realized how bad it really was, and then I went through a lot of shit. I went to therapy for like a year and a half. Therapy's great, man. I, I've been to great. therapy. It was many super times. awesome. I totally believe in it. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been to it, but like, I was in a weird place, and uh, I would just say whatever came out because. I was going through a lot of stuff and when you know when I'd sit down and try to write songs I'd just open up that like vein into that other place and stuff and that's what was there and yeah. it would just start coming out. and it was dark yeah there was a lot of dark shit mm-hmm. like there was a lot of dark But you don't shit. consider like Sabertooth Unicorn to be like a dark band like that's not what you want your I consider, message to I be want at us all. to be known as an honest band okay like everything that I say I mean mm-hmm. whether or not it's a true story you know, and like, because like all the songs are either like, there's a few songs that are like a little political and stuff, or a lot political. Well, these times feel very political. Well, because I mean, all times feel political. It just matters, like, it really matters, like, how much money you're making and how much money you're spending. <laughs> and Dude, I, I'm and not, then how everything that political is right going <laughs> on that's going to affect that. Mm. And I'm not saying that in like a capitalistic way because being a capitalist is fucking dumb. But, uh, <laughs> but like, <laughs> there's a People few, pe- there's a few, podcast. it's not dumb. This is America. <laughs> my, my email address is gokartmozart11. That's gokart with a K um, at gmail.com. And if anybody has a problem with anything that I say, tell me. Go ahead. <laughs> Please. Go dude. ahead. Just fucking tell me. Because uh, dude, I, our our listener base is huge. You're gonna get bombarded. I know. I am, I am going to double <laughs> your audience size in half. I mean, decrease your audience size oh, in God. half. <laughs> I'm How gonna, can you? I, so you're making my mom and dad divorce? Is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, fuck. But 
so some of our songs are political. Some of our songs are like love songs. They're just all honest. It's things that I feel. It's things that I've thought. It's things that fucking suck. There's a song about homeless people, and it directly relates to this horrible thing that happened to me on the way to Red House one day, and like, and then a horrible person who like made me feel like shit for a really long time. You know? Yeah. She doesn't have a name. Yeah, how can you? How, yeah, it's not the time to blast yeah. people on this podcast unless they're blasting you about political. But uh, that one cool <laughs> song, that song we played. Uh, oh, you haven't heard it. You got to hear this song. I can't play it on here, but come see us live. Why can't you? Uh, it's a good teaser for uh, next Friday. Yeah. This coming Friday. Two, or, two Fridays. Sorry, two Saturdays. It's two Saturday. Two it's Saturdays. on a Saturday. Damn it! When's October twenty sixth. <laughs> when's our show? October twenty sixth. We're playing a show. Oh my god. We got the best Halloween cover for that show, by the dude, way. You got, oh, dude. We have a Halloween color cover. We want to. Try Don't to do. worry, you're not gonna play the same song. Are I you guarantee positive? it. I guarantee it. Are you? Gonna, you're not. We'll gonna talk play, about this later. The, you better not play the Monster Mash. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's Bush League. I've played that song five different times, probably a couple with you, and, 100%, and, yeah, and never that. again. No, I mean I'll play that song anytime anybody wants to how hear many, it. Do you know how but many times? But at the same I've time, sung, I'm not playing that song. I did the mash. <laughs> I was that. You did one. the Monster Mash. This Monster's Mash. <laughs> like that was me. I was, was a graveyard. Yeah, you did that, and I was the weird high <laughs> voices in the background. Dude, I had one Halloween party I went to. Where uh, I kept finding like the phone that was playing all the music at this Halloween party, and I just kept putting the Monster Mash on over and over again. I probably played it like seven or eight times <laughs> in the night, and people kept going, "Why the fuck does the Monster Mash keep playing?" <laughs> <laughs> it would go like from Rihanna, and like people are dancing to, "I was working in the lab late one night." And everyone's like, "Motherfucker," just bombing them with a uh, Monster Mash, the old song bomb. <laughs> um. What were we talking about? The hol- well, the Halloween show and uh, uh, talking about your songwriting inspirations. But I, what I want to get back to with Sabretooth yeah. is um, how... So you formed with this acoustic show. Okay, so I got this show. Man, that was like a while ago. Okay. Yeah, we go on so I got this show, sure. and I was like, I'm going to write an album, or I'm going to write a set list. Yeah. And I wrote 11 songs in a week, and nine of those songs plus one song that I had pulled from a while back. It's called When Will I Be Loved. It's on the first record. Um, I put those together, and I was like, okay, who can I get to play with me? Because I'm going to play acoustic guitar. And I had uh, my friend Joe Goddard, $5 Joe. Yeah, I remember I, Joe. He, he, uh, I had his ID for the entire tour. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we, were, uh, we were hanging out again at that time. Um, he was around for a few years. And uh, was hanging out around that time. Right? Is it Washington? Yeah, so he played... <laughs> let me get to that in one second. Yeah. So uh, we were hanging out again, and he was like, oh, I'm really getting into playing drums. And I'm like, just come play with me. All these songs are super easy. Do soup, the simplest thing you can think of. I just want to have somebody else on stage besides me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Bob was coming to the open mics or jam nights and uh, playing and stuff. And I was like, Bob, just come play noise in the background to make these songs prettier or something. And we had like one or two practices and we played the first show and it was just like super fun because I was like, because I had this name a couple months before because I was like, I'm going to start a band and I'm going to give it the worst name ever that nobody's ever going to want. And I'm just going to try to own the shit out of that name. And I'm like, what's the dumbest thing you can think of? And instantly it was like Sabretooth Unicorn. And I went, that's so horrible. 
It's going to look so dumb on a t-shirt. I can't wait to get fucking t-shirts. It took like four Dude, years, but that, we got t-shirts. We got a ton that, uh, of shirts Nancy now. was wearing on uh, Monday. I might still have one in your size. Those ones are sweet. Yeah, I'm, we, uh, I'm but a big I, I got a ton of shirts. Um, <laughs> so we played this show. It was super fun. Joe came to open mic the next two weeks and progressively fell apart on stage in front of people. That's right. Like playing because he Joe got like no. nervous. Joe and then no. later I found out that it was because he was moving back to Washington and he was like afraid to tell me because I asked him to be in a band. Yeah. And he felt hella bad. And uh, so he <laughs> didn't tell me and he moved away before our next show, which I didn't know about until he didn't show up at it. But by that point, in between the first and second show, which was only like two and a half months, maybe nine, ten weeks, uh, Goody had been coming to. Uh, open mic night and uh and he would always bring his trumpet or accordion and just kind of like play along from the crowd with whatever we were playing he still does that and uh yeah, he still does that yeah. sometimes yeah he was doing it with you guys the other that night was sweet he played he trombone playing, in the trombone spot yeah. where we literally have like horns yeah. on that part he's great you should talk yeah. to him he'd love to play with you yeah we have a great trumpet player named ben too shit dude. i'll tell you all about him They'll totally love to play at your show and play your songs. You can show them the songs. Dude, that would be freaking sweet. Um, and they're both awesome. But uh, so Goody joined the band because he was showing up and I was like, just come on stage and play along, like totally. And then eventually, after a few months and a couple more shows, like Bob stopped uh, showing up at practice. So we stopped inviting him to shows, which was weird because I was still playing in Muncie with him. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, it's cool. Like it's all good. I was I was just like, hey man, we're playing. So it's just you and Goody at this point. Yeah. Now. So after like the first four months, it was just me and Goody, and we just kept practicing two to four times a month, and playing four to six shows a year for the last four years. We probably played like twenty twenty five shows, and over the last four years. And uh, then in February of this year, when we were just about done with our record, um, which we recorded in my living room, we could talk about that later if you want. Um, we uh, we were like a month or two away from releasing our album. We knew it was actually just about done and going to get sent off and pressed and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were like, oh, we should, uh, we should start going to open mic. At uh, at Vinny's because Joey and Stephanie and Barrett are running it, and they're all our friends, and we know all those guys. So we're like, let's go. That sounds like fun, and stuff. And we hadn't played. I mean, four years we played like twenty five shows, yeah. maybe. It was probably more that's like more sixteen or seventeen. Really, before I moved back, I mean, that's still a good amount. Over four years, sixteen or seventeen is kind of weird, considering yeah. like you know, I mean, Muncie Go Kart Mozart and Kid Mo, all those bands. Anna and I added it up. Like, we played like over a thousand shows in those bands. That's crazy. Over like nineteen years or so. Yeah. And not makes to sense. mention totally all the other sense. jump back gigs and all the other rando gigs and jam nights and you know yeah. things we didn't remember or didn't log and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, like we played a lot of shows. Does Anna have like a running log of everything she's ever played. Uh, most of it's somewhere. It's most of it's traceable. Yeah, it's wild. But uh. Yeah, Saber Tooth Unicorn, like 16 we shows a, a year. Yeah. You have so, this record coming out. So, so we had this record coming out. So mic. so Goody and I were like, oh, we should go to this open mic because all our friends are running it. So we went to the open mic and it was fun and we, and we had a good time. I was like, hey, I'm going to go down there 
come down and play. And he came this down and he Vinny's played. Open mic. Yeah, I right might have gone once without him. I might have just gone to check it out and was like, oh, and I played a few songs because I don't ever want to go to an open mic and not play a few songs. Yeah, it feels like, weird. Yeah. It feels real weird. It feels super weird to, yeah. to not play and to sit and watch for hours. Like I love seeing the random stuff. That I comes, love seeing that the random stuff. But if I'm going to sit there for three or four hours and it's an open mic, I'm going to be like, I want to fucking play a fix. few songs. Yeah. Gotta get the fix. You know, and I've been to Vinny's <laughs> a thousand times, you know, yeah. or eh, 350 times. But uh, It's a year of your life in Vinny's, dude. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Definitely a red hat. Um, so we started going there and after like, uh, after like maybe two months, Baron, the drummer and stuff, he, he was like, you know, I've known for years. He's Shane's brother-in-law. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. He's Shane's brother-in-law. He, uh, he goes, uh, Hey man, like, uh, I've been listening to your songs. Like, I think it was like right after the album came out, he was like, I've been listening to your album and like, I see you guys play every week. Like can I play on a few with you? Cause there's drums on your album. And we went, yeah, totally. That'd be awesome. Like, hell yeah, dude. And, uh, so he started playing and like by the second or third week that he was like coming up when we went up to, cause we were going there and like not a lot of people were showing up. Yeah. So we'd play two sets a night and our second set would be like seven songs, you know, our first yeah. set, three or four, like yeah. open mic status, but then we'd get like six or seven songs, eight songs the second time and stuff. So we started playing a bunch and, uh, trumpet player who was playing with joey and stephanie and baron um ben was all like hey like i know how to like just jam in whatever key your song's in and we're like okay cool and then uh so he started playing and he played a like couple weeks with does us does he do the the trumpet on the record no no that's all goody Damn, good Go- job, Goody. Goody. Good Goody. on you, Goody. Goody plays so many different instruments. I love that. I mean, I try to cut myself on the same cloth. You know, like yeah. I, I'm a multi instrumentalist as well. There's just Goody. Goody's one of those guys you can hand him anything, and within a few minutes, he'll be able to like kind of play along to like whatever you're doing. Yeah, that's a, no matter what instrument. That you kind hand of auxiliary him. guy is so fucking awesome to have yeah. in a band. I wish we had an auxiliary player. And that's why it's rad keys. because so Ben joined because he started like playing trumpet and we hadn't we didn't have any shows at the time like after the cd release show for a minute and then uh shane was always at the open mics and he was and then one night i was hanging out with shane and he was like hey man like i like all those songs you've been playing and i'm like yeah cool thank you and he's like when are you gonna let me join the band and i'm <laughs> like dude you can like learn our songs and play with us whenever you want and then we and then we were gonna go do this show, and we were like, Barrett and uh, Ben, like, come with us down to Lancaster in SoCal, and uh, play these couple of shows with us. And they were like, Oh, cool. And then Shane was gonna do it, and then he didn't, but because he, he had to work. But then when we got back, he was like, he played with us, and we played a show at Red Hat, and then Shane came and played a couple of open mics with us. And Joey was like hosting the open mic. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to learn your songs. I'm going to play. And I'm like, I don't want another guitar because I don't trust anybody to do what I want. But I think you could probably play the exact part. If I was to ever have another guitar player in this band, I think everything he would play would be exactly exactly what what he was supposed to be playing. Yeah. Yeah, So I I was like, okay, you can join. And then he joined. He's he a just, great acoustic rhythm guitar player. Yeah, 
I've been making them play electric and it's great. I'm like, it's expanding. It's growing. Like, has he ever, only so, ever played acoustic before? No, Joey plays electric guitar. Well, I, I feel he like he plays I've never in Arcane. Play yeah, and, I, I, uh, I haven't seen Arcane live. Oh, uh, uh, oh, they were. Oh, you missed my Mountain Vibe. They were really great. No, I missed. I mean, I just missed them at Mountain Vibe. I guess. Yeah. I you know how those yeah uh, days go. By the way, mountain, speaking of Mountain Vibe, vibe super great, and everybody should a, go. <laughs> I hear you had a pretty legendary we, set. At so mountain we vibe, stole. Actually. So Joey joined the band. And when Joey joined the band, we had six people in the band, and we were like, whoa, that happened really quick. Like, over the span of, like, two months, we had four people, and then within, like, three weeks after that, we had six people, and it was like, whoa, that happened really quick. Whoa, they learned, like, 15 songs. Whoa. Yeah. We're a six-person band. And then we went to Mountain Vibe, and we'd only played a couple of open mics as six people. Um, and we don't, we had never actually practiced as six people. I had gone over songs with Joey yeah. at open, and he had played a couple of open mics with us. And then we went to Mountain Vibe. He was like, We're going to do an open mic. And uh, Sabretooth gets to like start it off. And I was like, That sounds great. And then we're standing on stage, and I walk over to Joey, and we're both just like, We stole the coolest spot to play in mountain vibe because it was thursday night yeah. at like 9 15 when we we were, we were told like 7 30 and about 9 15 yeah. it finally started and everybody who came the night before like walked down to the stage and we got to play thursday night in front of everybody that was there yeah. hanging out it's a great and spot. it was just like this is rad yeah and That's then in the up. last like few months since mountain vibe we every show we've played has just been like bigger and bigger and we went yeah no you guys have you guys have been like that that snowball you know going down the hill like i can see it and um it's gonna melt any second no no. and inside you're gonna find (laughs) the biggest booger (laughs) i don't see yeah I, i see you guys your momentum's awesome like I, damn, we got I, some great shows coming up. Yeah. That's Most so, importantly, October 26th yeah, pimp, at Vinny's. Yeah. Yeah. Opening for Radio Keys with Bully West and... Uh, and uh, My Evergreen Soul. My Evergreen yeah. Soul right before that. Dude, you've scared me. I like I came for half a second. I was like, oh, trivia. I, I wasn't ready to do trivia on this no. podcast. <laughs> I'm much. super stoked for that show. We haven't played yeah, a show too. together and Yeah, Malmo doesn't really count. No, because it was like days apart. Yeah, and like, it doesn't count. And we didn't even officially play, but it was a blast. But we, I mean, we haven't played a show together since you filled in in Muncie in the Irish bar true. in San Francisco. That's not true. Yeah, it is. You and I haven't played a show together. Well, we were in Muncie. Yeah. Playing, you play, you filled in for Bob one night at that Irish bar in the city. See, I don't even have any recollection of that. Remember, there was My, like some basketball game on that everybody was like. Bah! Yeah, and I then we had to that, like yeah. wait until the second they lost, and then we had to play, and everybody left. Ugh. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a local show. Yeah, yeah. like dude, I played yesterday at um at Mike Hass the beer they yeah, were drinking, yeah. and uh, I had the Patriots game over my head the entire time. People yeah. were watching me like in rapture. I'm like, dude, this feels good. And then I, I'm like, oh wait, no, it's just yeah. the. Uh, it's the damn NFL, I tell you. People, they're the craziest thing. <laughs> I, I mean, like, you play in front of, like, four people, and sometimes you can feel way more appreciated than if you play in front of 100 people. You know, it, it's, it's all well, on... 
one of the reasons Sabretooth Unicorn really became what Sabretooth Unicorn currently is is because of the fact that I did so many open mic nights at Red Hat. Like, I've literally played at Red Hat. Do you ever miss? No exaggeration. Do you ever miss an open mic? 200 plus times. You ever That's miss, a lot do you for ever miss one those room. Ones? Like, do you ever miss an open sure. mic? Like, you don't go and you just sort of like, fuck it. I feel you like mean when I hosted it? No, I mean now I, didn't, it, I guess like, I didn't. Do I, I miss playing? Barbara, it? I guess no, like not like miss like emp- like empathy or like emotion. I mean like have you like do you generally like, because there's the Vinny's open mic, there's Red Hat open mic. Do you I ever don't, like? I don't go to the Red go, Hat open mics. Not anymore. I don't go there anymore. But, I went actually. I went a few weeks ago, and the thing they got going on now, it's fun. I had a good time. Who's running it? A uh, couple local people, uh, cover band folks, Corinne yeah. and Mike. Um, I don't think I know them. Yeah, but like they're they're cool. It's it's a fun open mic. Yeah, but uh, the Vinny's open Vinny's mic. Is pretty I mean, lit. Tuesday nights are tough for me Dude, too. We made and it stuff. last you know, Monday work. for the first time. That was the first time you we guys got to start coming. I know Alante's been coming and he's been saying like, "Oh yeah, no, he's working on the record." And I'm like, he lives up the street, and he's like, "I know, I live with him." I've literally and I'm like, been sl- well now like that the record's done, you need to start coming because seriously, I've been going there since February, and it fluctuates, and the weeks that are on are so good yeah and then the weeks that are off we get to play tons of music yeah and it gets silly and like we'll jam and people will request songs and i'll start playing them and everybody will look at me like what the fuck like you know like smash mouth all-star oh dude that's our band's theme song one one guy goes play some nirvana and i'm like okay and i play rate me and the whole bar (laughs) just like shuts down and i'm like I'm done with this. This is why the band is the band now. Yeah. Because I'm sick of playing shows where people care so much about the dumbest shit that I just want to say like everything that comes that out Tom of my Phil mouth. Phil after the the no, bridge no, 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 no. Of, like are you talking more about like kind of people hear shit? people hear a song like rape me and they they just instantly assume the worst thing that they could imagine. When in reality, like that's a it's a really poignant song like. About are you talking like, about the PC culture? What are, like, yeah. What are we, yeah, we're yeah I mean, the, not just that, but just everybody, man. Everything has gotten so stupid. Dude, and after playing at too. Red Hat like 200 fucking times, I fucking... I, I played to that room packed full of more people than you could legally fit in that room. And I played in that room to righty, walking out the back door and leaving the room empty. Yeah. And like... Remember Kentucky when we were playing and the bartender walked out the room and we we're like, we should stop. There's nobody in here. <laughs> Dude, I felt like that before. Somebody... It, it wasn't our fault oh because God. like, was it like Jim Beam or something like came in that night and was giving out free fucking liquor to people and then they all went out on the porch to smoke because we were in fucking Kentucky. Yeah. I got food poisoning at White Castle later that night. I still have pictures. I, so many times I've played in front of different sized crowds and had people just been like brain dead to like what is happening and i'm not saying like we were so good and nobody cared yeah i'm saying like <laughs> that's how i feel every time i'm like we're I'm, so fucking good <laughs> i mean in some ways yeah i am saying that but in a lot of ways i'm not saying that i'm saying like i've played so many times in front of so many people who just look like they're completely lost and are never living in the moment that they're living in, which whether or not the music is like grooving to like where they are in their head, they just 
they seem so disconnected. And so I wanted to start a band where I just started fucking saying whatever I thought and yelling at people, and I wrote all these songs that made people fucking think. Like, I never mean to be vulgar unless I'm literally looking you in the eye meaning to be as vulgar as humanly possible, and you will know it, because it does happen almost at every show at least once. Yeah. But, like, I'm never meaning to, like, offend anybody. I just want people to, like, realize that most of the shit that is bothering the shit out of them doesn't matter and I mean, so many it, people it depends have on the people's so story much. man like who who knows what's going on with people's stories you know like they could be like freaking at this concert because they want to drink because they're like freaking you know mom just died or some shit yeah. and they're just staring off into space and you're like i don't know it's tough to like put yourself in other pe- people's uh, yeah. state of mind but at the same time i think there are a lot of people that are just kind of floating from day mm-hmm. to day they don't have any passions they don't have anything yeah. they love they're just like literally treading water i'm very fortunate where i am and i'm not gonna deny that and i'm not gonna lie and act like i do not have a very awesome life and i am very lucky to be where i am but i'm also very honest when i say before my life started getting better it fucking sucked pretty much most of it and everything that I have going on now happens because I spent a lot of time getting here, and I was very lucky the entire way. When did you start playing guitar? When I was 15 years old. This uh, yeah, last What happened? What did you do before that? Last like, what was your thing June before was, that? Uh, last June was like 24 or, five, 24 or five year, 25 years. So what was like your thing before years. guitar? I always wanted to be in a band, but I just thought I was going to be the singer. And I mean, not really. I mean, I was a little kid. I don't know. I was like <laughs> a really nerdy, skinny kid who grew. You weren't in 11... band class or anything like that. No, no, no choir or no, anything. I don't like any of that. Stuff. So how did you? How did you get into music? If you weren't even like, so you were like into music. But I you was into... a sad teenager who moved when he was twelve years old to a new city. Lost all of his old friends. Where do you move from? From West Pittsburgh otherwise known as Bay Point, yeah. to Martinez. Okay. I lost all my friends, started the eighth grade. <laughs> that sounds because, so fucking dramatic. B- because it was. I moved. <laughs> I was 12. I didn't have any friends. I was a foot taller than like 90% of the boy. school. I mean, you're a big boy. Let's sure. Try. Sorry to tell you, 6'5", 6'6"? Six, 6'4". Five, six, six? Six, no, yeah, I'm like six stand- three most of the time. My back up. sucks these Dude, days. I gotta measure you. We're we're, we're gonna start a wall. I'm gonna start sure. notching my guests, man. Sure, it's gonna change all the time. I bet you, because yeah. my back's fucked up. But no, like I was just depressed, and yeah. we moved, and I didn't have any friends. No, I went to College Park. Oh, okay. And I didn't have any friends, and then I was taking the public bus home, not the school bus, but the public bus home from school. Lots of and crazy. This kid who lived cool around people. the corner, like the next stop down from me, he goes, uh, Hey, you're in one of my classes after like a week of being there. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> like not knowing what to do. And he was like, Come hang out with me at lunch. So I went and hung out with him the next day. And his four friends and him made friends with me and i realized a week later that these guys didn't have any other friends in the school and they were the coolest guys that i'd ever meet and i fucking love all of them to this day but i hung out with those guys while everybody else ignored us for some years and then a couple of my friends started playing guitar 
and a year later i stole my brother's guitar as soon as summer started and three months after that i was reading out of this book and i joined the steve sage class and started gigging once a week three months into playing guitar That's because wild. because in three months i taught myself how to play all the basic open chords major and minor yeah and i learned how to play power chords and bar chords and because i spent my whole summer between ninth and tenth grade learning how to play those chords and, those like- and then or no 10th and 11th grade and then in the 11th grade i uh i joined the steve sage class yeah and so learning all those open chords and like power chords i feel like those are like tools in a you know a woodworking shop like you can only make so many uh you know different projects if you only have you know few tools limited not tools. if you know how to use a capo but, but i didn't learn how to use a capo yeah. for like 12 you 13 learned, years like, you learned you you gathered these tools and then you just applied them basically yeah no i just grabbed i, I learned how to play a bunch of chords i thought i invented the e chord and the d major seven chord the first day that i played guitar i like accidentally I'm a, I'm a stumbled across them i'm a genius yep i still remember i played some song called stars i made it up and like the first day that i learned how to play anything I learned these two chords by chance. Thought I invented them. E what, and D major seven and like, started writing. This is writing. my thing. You're like... Like instantly. As soon yeah. as that happened, I just started writing songs. And I still have binders full of like the stupidest, worst lyrics I've ever heard in my life. One day I'm going to rewrite one of those songs because I always go back to this one called Because. But, you should. Uh, but... Uh, but instantly, like, I was just like, this is cool. And then by the end of high school, I was like, this is so cool. Because by the end of high school, I had already played, like, 100 shows yeah. because of the Steve Sage class. Like, literally, by the time I finished high school, and I tested out of high school, like, halfway through my senior year. So I'd been playing for, like, a year and a half. By that time, I played, like, 70 or 80 shows. And I was like, this is rad. Yeah. So I just kept playing shows. And, like, six months later, I met Anna. And six months later, we started playing, like, two three times a month and it just snowballed yeah dude it's it's crazy like i basically moved to santa barbara and just basically quit music for, for the most part like yeah, I, I remember uh, you saying that the couple of times i yeah. saw you it was a bummer but at the same time i think i needed to wash myself from it because i felt so jaded after like you know you you try like because i was so passionate about azrael my old band and like i freaking summer at midnight dude. man <laughs> Dude, what are the chords in that? that one? It's a D A G F. You know, on the way here, I was like, I think I was like, I think it's G A and D, but I don't remember. Really thinking about? I really was. I was like, oh, if I could remember one song, but honestly, I can't remember. Can you do the saber tooth unicorn version of Summer and Midnight? You you give me a version, and I'll I'll reiterate one later for you for sure. I think if you dig real deep, you might be able to find it. Really? I think so. Yeah. It's been a minute since I've looked, but I was thinking about it on the way here. That's so funny fuck dude i got all distracted oh what i was trying to say is i got so passionate about you know Azrael is when it all came to a, a crashing halt it's yeah. like it wasn't anything personal it was just like i was going to college other people were going to college and then it was just over yeah and it's like we tried so it, it was like that stupid lincoln park song we tried so hard <laughs> we, but the thing is we never you know got what far. though we never got far and we tried as much so as i don't hard. listen to lincoln park Chester had a pretty rad voice. Dude, one of the first... In retrospect, I really enjoy that man's voice. Dude, it's really good. And it's not because he's gone. It's because even before he was gone, like when he started singing with Stone Apple Pilots, I was like, Stone Apple, really? That guy from Linkin Park? Man, what the fuck? And then I listened to the five-song album they put out, and it was like... 
there's like two or three pretty good songs on that record and like I watched some videos of him singing live. That guy had a really good fucking voice. Dude, when we were just playing guitar, like I was playing guitar, Matt was like rapping, and uh, two of my buddies were like playing drums, and uh, Shane and Chris were playing drums and bass. Or no, this chick named Nadia was playing bass. I don't know if you ever met her. I remember her. But um, Here, right? We were like looking for a singer, because I hadn't started singing yet, and then we, we were like... We, uh, Nadia was like, I have this friend, his name's like Arthur or some shit. And we're like, what's up with him? And she's like, he sings just like, uh, what's his name? What was that guy's name from Lincoln Park again? Uh, Chester. Chester. She was like, he sings just like Chester. And, we, and we're like, we gotta get him. Like, we, it was like this, like, oh, Chester, like, type thing, you know? And it's, yeah. we never actually met him, but apparently, like, we were, that was when he, like, Chester first, like, entered my world. I was like, oh, he sounds just like that. Well, Let's look this guy up. Looked up Lincoln Park, and I was like, "If he sounds like that, sign me up." He's in the band like yesterday, and uh, guy had, he just had good energy. Yeah, you know, for a really sad kid a really who up wrote a, a lot of fucked up songs. But he had a really you know, fucked up life. He's never really into those songs, but that dude had a solid voice. And that Stone Temple Pilots like EP they put out with him, like you should listen to it there's is some it good songs Stone, is it by stone temple pilots mm-hmm. or do they have like a special yeah no nah, i'll show it to you after it's, yeah, it's super do. red yeah but uh what were we talking about i'm in Dude, a band we've been talking about we a played lot of some shit. songs your origin story basically so now we got hella people we're gonna put out an album hopefully soon <laughs> yeah. we got a couple of things going on we're gonna put out a third record of all new songs and maybe a few of the old ones redone because we've got like nine songs that aren't on a record that have been floating around for a while that we're like, we got to get this song out. How many gigs are you guys playing a, a month? Mm, honestly, right now, we only have three more shows before the end of the year. So one about. Um, a month. Yeah, roughly one to two a month. But we're trying not to overdo it at the moment because uh, we've just been like kind of becoming a six-person band. And changing four years of a two-person band worth of songs, which was a lot of songs, um, into a band. And uh, now that we have like that many people in the band, we just we're, we're pretty. Well, the other night we were playing, and we had to go over like three or four of the songs to really kind of tighten them up and get them where they need to be to start yeah. playing them live. But uh, we've just been trying to get those songs down. And once we get this next album out, which hopefully will happen as soon as... I mean, we might get something out before early December, but more than likely we're looking at like February. Yeah. Because I want to release like all of them. We got a third record coming out called uh, True Stories About Things That Never Really Happened. I like it. I like it. It's been the plan for like a year and a half. Like since before the first two records came out, we knew the record name of the third album. It was supposed to be the second album, but then Tinfoil happened. You you owe us, man, so you better have us play your (laughs) record release. (laughs) There's going to be some good stuff. (laughs) We're we're just, we want it to come out because I really want to start expanding the songs and the writing because the writing has been 95. 96 percent me yeah and stuff you know and like goody's been there to help shape the songs for sure and stuff but like i really want to start writing like with the band or trying to write with the band and stuff and seeing where we can take it because musically like we turned these like three chord songs into this like weird party it's an and, awesome tam- like, like all the timbres together sound really good like it's a really good vibe it's really silly you guys and have really a lot fun. of you guys you have a lot of really 
Everybody uh, in the band is rad. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I love everybody dudes. in the band. They're good dudes. And it's like... Everybody asked to be in the band, too. Yeah, which, <laughs> which is, is which always is, positive. It's just... It's great because it shows you that everybody wants to be there. I've heard a lot of good things from those guys saying that it's like their favorite band that they've ever been in and it's, stuff like that. It's so. super fun. It's super silly. But yeah, I definitely want to get you in on this because um, we're playing together next Saturday. Or two sorry, Saturdays. Two Saturdays from now. 26th of October at Vinny's in Concord. I think the 14th or 15th or something. And cool. Yeah, the 26th. But you wanted to... We got to wrap up the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you want to play a, a song? I would love to play How do you a song. Play? Do you want to just play with these mics or do you want me to give you some better mics? That's, you, that's up to you. I wouldn't mind going to the bathroom. All right, let's get you... A wait, wait, wait. Here, let me just play right here really quick because Joey was requesting that I played a bunch of uh, horrible stuff that I didn't play <laughs> the whole time. So I'm just going to play you one horrible song and then take a leak and then I'll I'm down. play All a right, good song. I'm down. All right, let's hear it. Um, so this was by a band that I was in this whole time too called Zebra Johnson. <laughs> I write a lot of songs and I got about 12 bands from the last 20 years or so. And one of these bands was called Zebra Johnson. You played bass at the first time we ever played at the Red Hat Open Mic. Dude. We played three songs that we wrote and I, sh- I taught you them on stage right before we played them. How'd I do? You did great. It yeah, was super like fun. A, we were like, we want to sound like ZZ Top, but then we started writing all these <laughs> short, dirty songs. So this one's for Joey. Should I play the pervert song or the song about poop or both? Because they're both really short. <laughs> uh, let's do uh, the pervert song. Pervert song, okay. Yeah. This one goes out to Joey Nunez. Sometimes when I get real bored, I hop in the car, and then I drive on down to the school, and I watch the kids from the other side of the fence, because kids are cool. Kids are cool. Sometimes I get real bored and I hop in the car. And I watch all the kids from the other side of the fence while I'm eating my sandwich. Okay. <laughs> this song's about poop. If you want to live, you got to eat food. <laughs> but if you only want to live for a short time, you can eat poop. All right, I'll play a different <laughs> song in a minute. All right. All right, so this is that song we were talking about earlier uh, called Sitting on a Rock. And uh, I wrote this song during that week where I wrote 11 songs that were the basis of the band. And I wrote this song literally in as much time that it takes to uh, listen to the song. <laughs> it, it, I, it, I had one line sitting on a rock staring at nothing and uh and then i turned my phone on and just sang this out into it and this is exactly what it was then and this is exactly what it is now i got to work and i played the chords that i knew would match to it and it never changed except now goody sings harmony most of the time with me but he's working tonight so he can't be here <clears throat> this is a true story but not for me for somebody more than likely multiple times throughout the world Sitting on a rock, staring at nothing Wishing what had happened to my love muffin didn't happen But I know that it did Ain't no way to turn back time I guess I'm gonna have to learn to be alright And I know that I can if I tried Why'd you have to go and take my baby? I'm sure that there are more deserving ladies somewhere out there, I swear. You know, she ain't never did nothing wrong. Your decisions didn't let her live too long. And I'm sick of 
ball, you shit, man. What the fuck? All you seem to do is make us kill one another. You know, you let us all forget that we're all sisters and brothers and we're all made up the same shit. Let the bad guys win and the good guys die You fill us with diseases and we know that you lie And you say that if we pray then we'll be okay Oh, I'm not sure if I believe in you But if you're real I want to know why didn't you try To save her life now my honey's gone and all my chambers are empty Except for one bullet that I'll put in my brain So long, bye-bye It sounds really good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, we got you buddy. all set up here. Uh, let's do one more. Do one yeah, more. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's like I could do the toilet song or I can do the giant song. Do the giant song. People like the giant song. It's a fun song. We might re-record this and put it on the third record, which would make it on all three records. But we just got word that we're going to do a music video for at least a couple of the songs for like free in a place that's going to look a lot cooler than normally what free actually means in, you know, realistic people's worlds. So this is Mary and the Giant. And uh, this is the this is a very true story about one time that I lived 12 different lives also about my grandparents. She said her name was Mary, so I said, marry me. She said, okay. And that's just what we did. We had a couple of kids. We grew old and we liked it that way. Then one day came a giant and he sat down beside us and he made us start over again. She said her name was Mary, so I said, marry me. She said, okay, and that's just what we did. When I got married to Mary the second time, we were so merry, yeah, life was so great. We had a couple of kids, one was kind of a dick, but that's okay, we loved them just the same. We paid our taxes on time and we both had good jobs And in the winter it was cold and we both wore sweaters Then along came the giant with a big reset button Just swearing that he could make it all better We said, hey Mr. Giant, come on man, we're alright There ain't nothing that you gotta do He said, I can't tell you why, you just gotta believe me, it's true He pushed the button and then I got married to Mary the third time But you know that it may as well have been the seventh Cause every time that I got married to Mary I felt like I died and I'd gone to heaven We had a couple of kids, one was still kind of a dick But hey, that's okay, you know you can't win them all Sure enough, when we turned old, the giant showed up Said we'd be starting over again in the fall And we said, hey Mr. Giant, come on man, we're alright There ain't nothing that you gotta do He said, I can't tell you why, you just gotta believe me, it's true. We're like, dude, stop, that's fucked up, we love each other. He said, it doesn't matter, and then he pushed the button. (laughs) Normally there's a really great trumpet solo there. Double trumpet solo, like two trumpets. They cross the strings. 
Somewhere around the 12th time that the giant shows up, Mary and I had devised a plan. We'd both kill the giant and we'd hide him where no one could find him and we'd live happily together, hand in hand. But the plan worked so well that we just couldn't live with one another knowing what the other had done. We each had about 60 more years till we both died alone just wishing that the giant would show up. She said her name was Mary, so I was all like, hey, marry me, she said. Okay. It's just what we did. We had a couple of kids. We grew old and we liked it that way. It's a true story. It happened to me. All right, Vince. <laughs> Thank you for coming out, man. I Hell appreciate yeah, dude. you. I appreciate awesome. you. You're amazing and Thanks I love you. Love I'm you looking too. forward to your record. Me and too. I'm looking forward to playing <laughs> more shows together because it's literally been years. Life's too short. Yeah, life is too short. Yeah. Stop caring so much. Not you. <laughs> I care Everybody. a lot. I care too much. <laughs> I care Don't cry too much. much. All right, man. I care too. Catch ya. Love you, dude.
Song and dance Well the ants blow 